Hi guys, welcome to a new episode of uh, Revenue Hacks. And uh, as you can see today, there is no Calvin, there is no Anna, and just um, me left on, on, on the crew. And we have we had some last minute change, so yeah, you have to be with us. Uh, but happy to be here and to be discussing about the leveraging your tech stack. Uh, I think it's a, it's a, it's a topic which is super duper important. Uh, we have covered this one uh, weeks uh, after weeks, but today specialize on this one so it's very important and i have one of the best crew with me uh, this morning only girls lucky me uh so what i what i suggest is that we go for a round of uh, introduction and then we can kick in with a with a question so what about you beatrice you want to give us a bit of an intro hi good morning yeah um so i've been in revenue management uh for a couple of years now um and i started at um like a big box convention center hotel um, and I'm based out of the United States actually so I don't know if that makes a difference um, but I've definitely started at the uh, large convention center space so that was very different um, and we did a lot of our revenue management of course like through Excel and manually um, and then when of course the pandemic hit everybody was furloughed so now I'm um, a central revenue manager um, and I am still based out of the United States, um, still based out of Texas. And uh, now we have really nice cloud-based automated systems, which is super awesome. But yeah, um, I have about 19 different uh, hotels in my portfolio. Nice. I think you make a difference that you're based in the US is that we say good morning instead of uh, good afternoon. And that's the biggest one. Yeah. So yeah, but I'm uh, glad that you could join. Thank <laughs> you. What about you, Alex? What I'm in the lovely, not so sunny UK. Um, I know somebody's got to be here, but it's all good fun. And going back, gosh, you know, you asked me earlier, yeah, talk about yourself a little bit. I was just in the numbers. I've been in hospitality for coming up for 36 years this year. And actually even longer because I used to do a lot of work with my mom. But, you, but, but you're not even 36. I know. It's amazing. The wonder of a good filter, right? Thanks to Kim for, for telling me all about filters. But, it, you know, it's amazing to see how things evolve and how thankfully nothing has ever stood still and how we're still continually evolving. So it's incredible. It's a great place to be in. No, I'm not a dinosaur. I love tech. Nice. Okay. What about you, Alba? So... I'm sorry, Alex, I can't say that I'm in the sunny, sunny Barcelona today. <laughs> so, yes, so I'm working as account manager at Red Gain since some months ago. Um, my background is mainly in hospitality. So I've been working for large, large chains, uh, Marriott, IG, Fairmont, as um, reservations manager. And now I'm on the tech side. So really happy to for this change. Excellent. Glad to have you, Alba. Um, cool. So let's kick in with a with a question that we that we that we that we prepared. Um, first of all, um, for anyone who are, who are not who are new to the tech stack uh, community, um, anyone of you can define what is a what is a tech stack? Just like a brief uh, description, any kind of key elements on the, on the tech stack. Uh, what about you, Alex? You want to to go ahead? It's what makes things work. It's what makes our customer journey simple and the best it can be. Gives us reporting. Gives us everything we want. There you go. Thank you. See you next week for another episode of our <laughs> <laughs> Okay. No, yeah, that's, that's important. Any other elements, uh, Beatrice or Alba? So, yes, it's, uh, I, I agree with Alex. It's what 
robots help us to work and I think that before maybe it was a set of tools that helped us and now it's a necessity I would say so it's becoming different it's changing and even with COVID situation uh, I think that we all need this uh, technology working we need to be tech uh, gurus I think <laughs> that's correct yeah yeah, Beatrice, absolutely agree. Yeah, absolutely. Um, absolutely agree. I mean, definitely in a post-pandemic world, especially now that, uh, again, a lot of revenue managers are becoming more centralized and having more dynamic portfolios, having a cloud, you know, like Tybalt said earlier today, a cloud-based uh, centralized system is very important to help keep all of your information clean and clear and organized. And like Alba said, in a post-pandemic world, it is incredibly difficult to forecast for demand right now so having systems and the tech like um like what we have in your tech stack hopefully that information is optimizing multiple times a day or as often as possible mm -hmm. in real time um so we can continue to forecast and continue to focus on strategy and really make sure that we're not leaving any money on the table at the end of the day yeah no yeah. Yeah, so that's, that's a good one and for me, I will go even a bit, a bit deeper on the elements. I will say, like, um, for me, the tech stack is as well as, um, it's, it's a kind of a big discussion, but the, the main one would be the PMS. Um, the main, the PMS would be at the center of, of the attention of the full tech stack. And then you have all the elements that are connected to the PMS, the property management system, which are the central revenue, the, the, the um, uh, chair manager, uh, the chair manager, which will be, which will allow you to connect to the different OTAs and the and the, and the booking engine and everything else. And then you have the revenue management system, which is very important, the CRM, and then you can add other elements on the on the on the tech stack. But that's kind of uh, all the big structure of of uh, any any tech stack. And now I have the question at uh, at one million dollar question: What is a good tech stack? Do do we have this answer? Or do we know what is a what is a good good tech stack and what is a bad tech stack? Anyone wants to jump in? I, for me, yeah, for me, it's something, it's got to be agile. It's got to adapt with me. It's got to complement my process, not dictate my process. And, and that, I think, is a fundamental piece, right? We, the, our dictation really comes from our guests, from their demands and what they want. And we need to have complementary systems that work with that and that support us and drive efficiency, right? And then also the knowledge that we can gain from it. So what's good, what's bad, what works for somebody might not work for somebody else. So it's really driving through. And looking at yeah. what you have, right? So I think that it's important also to, to choose uh, tools strategically. I mean, identifying which are the gaps and inefficiencies. Uh, so it's essential to, to drive growth in an organization. So sometimes it's true that we can be overwhelmed because nowadays there are many many tools and maybe we don't know which one is the one i should take but i think it's it's it's, it's important to to take time and uh, check uh which is the, the the best one for for us absolutely what about you, Beatrice? What is your best tech stack? What is um, the main features that you're looking into? Um, well, like I said, I am um, a central revenue manager now. Um, and actually, I work for a third party revenue management company. Um, so right now, 
we have our own central revenue management system that we use in-house. So my tech stack is very well organized by lots of engineers and lots of developers on the background who do an incredible job. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, but yeah, so that really, that really helps out um, to have that, again, like that one-stop shop uh, platform um, for my dynamic portfolio. I have about three different brands um, between my 19 hotels and just a handful of independents. So um, yeah, just, I think that it's really important, again, keeping that uh, central revenue management system as user-friendly as possible. Um, and as long as it's optimizing regularly, um, I think those are probably my top two uh, important yeah. things, I think, yeah. No, I, I think that's super important. And in, anyone listening, if you have your top uh, three features that you're looking into your tech stack to leverage your tech stack, share with us in, a, in the comments. Yeah. Um, but for me, the, the, the main one will be um, move far away from the on-premise system um that's my recommendation because the cost of having the server uh, the cost of uh, of um, of maintenance and everything on the on-premise it's quite high uh, plus it's not very friendly when you want to access remotely or when you want to access um, anywhere in the world so i say like moving out from on-premise to the cloud is very important and uh, number two i will say like um having the right integration to the different systems making sure all the systems talk to each other uh, in one way or two ways, depending on the system that you're looking to leverage. Um, and that's a kind of a dream for any uh, any uh, hospitality professionals to have systems that, that, that can communicate to each other and you can leverage automation. And last but not the least, leverage a tech stack with the right partners. Um, yeah. Because um, you also need to make sure you align yourself with the vision of each element of your tech stack, um, not only with what the system is currently doing, but as well with a vision that you have, for example, like if you go with a PMS like uh, like Muse at the beginning, uh, the system that you had at the beginning was a totally different one that you have today. So you have to make sure when you go with a new element that you align yourself with the vision of the founders of the company, um, because that would be the next few months, few years of development. So that would be my, my, my three main things to, to look after. Absolutely. I think also just the openness and willingness to have some of those conversations, right? Who remembers the days of I've got an enhancement that then gets logged, it's going to cost you X gazillion, you know, whatever your currency is to get that done. And no, we can't tell you when it's going to get done. You know, things have moved on. We're now in an open API world. Many, many of the platforms are open API. So it's actually now getting closer to developers and, and getting closer to those people that can make things happen for us in real time. You know, we, yeah. we don't need an enhancement in six months' time. We need it today or tomorrow. But, but that's the same as what Beatrice just mentioned, um, that, um, yes, the big brands, they want to develop their own tech stack, which makes totally sense, and I highly support it. However, sometimes you shouldn't reinvent the wheel and you should go with third party instead of uh, building it yourself. Uh, because from experience with big brands, when you want to change a small thing in your system, you need to go via process and process and process. And the moment it's actually developed, it's too late. <laughs> you know, you need to do something yeah. else. So the, we're going with third party, with tech stack, which are actually um, experts on this kind of things. That there's job exactly. to do the maintenance, to do the involve the development and so on. Actually, it's much more efficient than building it yourself. Um, so for anyone uh, out there listening about the brand, uh, I recommend you to go with third parties. Uh, that's really mm. my number one recommendation. And I think like as there's a comment from uh, from Rita, 
on the on, on the on the chat. Um, she mentioned a very interesting question um, about um, the difference and what we should go with, going with the all-in-one or the connected partners. Like the question is like selecting one tech stack that does everything in, into one single platform or going with a different partners for each element of your tech stack. What do you think? I focus a lot on architecture with some of my clients. And it, it, while it's the all-in-one solution is great and it works phenomenally well for some, for others, that approach just wouldn't work because we're too diverse with some of the things that we offer. And what we do, or certainly what my clients do, that doesn't fit into that all-in-one solution. So I always have to look at what's the complementary tech stack, what does the system architecture look like versus our customer journey today is X. Tomorrow, it's possibly going to be something very, very different. So it, it's trying to keep those balls up in the air and working with partners that can also work in some of those constraints, right? So it isn't a cookie cutter approach by any means. I like this approach. Yeah. Um, anyone else, any comment on this one? So I would say all in once as well. <laughs> I think I would, yeah. Um, as, as Tivo said uh, before, uh, when your tools are, it's important that all tools are interconnected. So uh, all the, the data is uh, is same across the, the platform and the platforms and it's important, the integration. So I, I would say that all in once, but as Alex said, maybe for some of our clients, it's not the best solution. So then we, we, we have to check maybe um, case by case, but I would say all, yeah, all in once. Okay. What about you, Beatrice? Yeah, um, I think it's definitely, again, depending on who um, the client is, especially when you have a little more, you know, of a dynamic portfolio, um, that it's it's a little bit of a hybrid i feel like sometimes um because you're constantly making those adjustments uh and again like uh alba and alex said that it's really what the client is looking for um and what their struggles are because not all struggles are going to be the same across the different hotels or the different brands or just honestly, just ownership preference sometimes. So mm -hmm. just constantly making those. So I do think that it, sometimes it does become a little bit of a hybrid. Yeah. And, and absolutely, and it's working with partners where, you know, you can love a PMS, but sometimes that PMS won't have the CRM capability that you need it to have. So you've got to go somewhere else. So it's the partner that you're working with, how good and how strategic are they or open to market with other things? It, it, Again, always depends on where will my customer journey even start, right? It's not necessarily booking engine. It could be somewhere completely different. I could be loyalty-based, in which case it will start from a CRM platform, and I need to drive it that way. Yeah. I don't see many comments today. So if uh, if you have any, anyone, any uh, idea or anything, don't hesitate to put your comments uh, below. Um, but for me, actually, I, I will go against the flow, as usual. Um, I don't like the all-in-one solution. Um, because for me, I like to do this uh, correlation and, and comparison when you go to a restaurant. And if you go to a restaurant which offers at the same time Chinese, American burgers and, um, and uh, dumplings or like uh, any vegan, 
a bit of everything. I'm not sure if it's a good restaurant. So for me, I will I will go for different restaurants with their specialty when they're expert in one dish for each different restaurant. And that's my kind of approach. And I like to compare this one with the tech stack, meaning that you have companies which are great on PMS, but they are rubbish when it comes to regime management system. And some, some people are great at regime management system, but rubbish at CRM. So I will try to leverage and find this kind of a golden nugget for each element, uh, even if it means that it's more maintenance because you have to have all those kind of relationships and making sure you, you, you maintain this kind of tech stack correctly. But I will leverage the expertise for each element of the tech stack rather than to go with the all-in-one. Um, so again, I'm, I go against the flow, but it's uh, usual. That's a great point. And, you know, I'm sure we've also all come across, mm. say, a certain PMS solution that didn't have that openness and willingness to work with another revenue management platform or with a channel management platform. And you think, you know, me, if I was the hotel, how would that make me feel that I'm being driven down this sort of kind of single pathway? More and more I'm experiencing it with payment systems, you know, where where that's coming into force. And you think, I, I still want to have that choice, you know. So, again, I think it's down to tech providers also to listen. Not every solution is going to work. No, we're not doing an integration with absolutely everybody under the sun. But let's find something that um, paves that medium way. We don't have to take the one-fits-all approach. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's a good segue to the to the next question. Thing like, um, how do you choose your 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 tech, and how do you choose the different elements to build your tech platform? Um, do you have any recommendation for anyone listening? Any best practices? Alba. So. I think it's important to <laughs> to uh, take a moment to audit your existing so uh, tools to analyze what's working, what it's not working, uh, what can uh, what you can be leveraging differently to to achieve the goal. So I think because sometimes maybe we are using tools that, or we are buying tools that we do we are not using at all or we are using the 50 percent of functionalities because we didn't have the right training and i mean the first thing is to know uh to take a moment to to see what do we need and what we will use because maybe we are like buying something that will not use at at all or we will just use some of the functionalities but not all of them yeah, no, I think it's a great point saying like um, you, you need to leverage the tool to gain some time on being more uh, productive and not leverage exactly. the tools that you will spend more time uh, running the tool itself than actually leveraging for something else. Uh, that's super duper important. So thank you for, yeah. for this comment. And, and I think that in hospitality, when I used to work in hotels, sometimes like we are spending money or I mean in some tools that we don't even know how how to use because maybe in the past this tool was bought but so by someone else but someone new arrives you don't know how to use it and yes yeah, so I, they say yes it's the best tool I mean for uh, to grow revenue room revenue management but yes but how how can we use it how can we do it no so 
it's important that this part of to have the the support from from the tech companies that that are selling the the products as well yeah we had, we had an interesting conversation uh, backstage with uh, with alex and the team on the, actually what you just mentioned about the support from the, from the third party uh do you want to share anything alex on this one Oh, every now and then it just gets interesting. And it's interesting from when you're, you know, above property versus to being on property and when you're working or looking after a single property in a sense. And the support literally with this one provider is you're directed to their online support. I get it. Times are tough. You know, we've got people working absolutely everywhere. But actually, sometimes you think, you know, I need to be able to reach you. I need to be able to get something sorted out. Don't direct me to unedited articles in some cases where your screenshot isn't even accurate. But but that's, you know, that's a body by These things happen. It is also knowing who's looking after me. Have I even got an account manager? You know, taking your example, Alba, I'll go back to, you've got an iPhone, right? So who uses all the functionality on that? I'm constantly scouring the internet to see what are the latest releases or what are quick tools that I didn't even know it could do. And that's just my phone. So let alone a PMS, let alone an RMS, let alone a CRM. So what is the engagement? What are these providers doing to keep you engaged as a consumer? You can you don't, don't hesitate. You don't hesitate to drop the bomb. Actually, I can I can tell you. For me, I come from a, from the corporate environment, and when you are in this kind of corporate environment, uh, the third parties they treat you like okay, you are right. They, they will be always available. And they will give you a lot of love, a lot of support, and everything. But then I moved to my own company, helping like small independent hotels, yeah. and suddenly the same guys they were like. Yeah, here is the support. You please drop an email, and then that's it. Or like, what happened? <laughs> I just yeah. was like two weeks ago. You were you were talking like we're big friends, big support, and so on. But suddenly, when we are back to the to the independent hotel, the small players, you don't you don't support me as much as as I wanted. Um, so I think it's um, for anyone listening on the, on the third party, um, give us some love as well to the independent and the smaller <laughs> players. It's not only the big players out there, uh, and I yeah. will keep fighting to make sure we are listening and uh, we are listening and the people look look after us. Because I think it's very, very important that we all just kind of have those kind of uh, right support, even if you're small or if you're big. Exactly. Because those independents, you know, then work with people like us who are saying, well, what tech stack should I have? You know, it's, it, trust me, it, I want to know that my people or any recommendations that I make, these people are getting the same love that I sort of kind of get. And, and anything less really just doesn't cut it. Correct, Jane. That's really bad, isn't it? That's so bad. <laughs> I am totally no. systems agnostic. I need to put that out there, totally agnostic. But but you do need to know that there is support, that nobody's left in the lurch. Yeah. And as well, I agree with the comment of, of Louise, uh, mm. saying like the, 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 if you focus on this kind of expert partner, the development will be faster and uh, and you will have this kind of a much better collaboration between the different partners and, and uh, the company and the, and the third party. So yeah, that, that's uh, definitely uh, spot on. And yeah. um, and I think that continuing with the, the support part, so I've been in both parts. I've been in the part of an hotelier using mm -hmm. tools, tools for uh, upselling and revenue and whatever. And now I'm on the tech side, no, as account manager. So 
sometimes uh, we assume that the hotelier has the knowledge of using a tool, but he's not tech. So from the part, from this part, the support should have, I mean, should be more, um, should emphasize more on helping uh, when using a tool because we need this support as an hotelier, a hotelier need this, needs this support and we don't always have it or maybe it's a service that is from U, U, US and the times are changing and when you call you have like you have to call at 9 a.m. Yes, but I'm based in Barcelona. It's nine at, at night. So not easy. I see that. And I think these things, when you assess a piece of tech, you also need to look at what's the onboarding experience. Exactly. What will that cover and, and what will we have, right? I think we've all been in the situation where you have sadly got a support issue only then to be told, oh, yeah, but you didn't take weekend support, so now you have to call back on Monday. Oh, you don't, um, have, the, you, you don't have the premium support, so I will, I will, uh, I will put you on the level three of, uh, of support, and we have other yep. clients to, to serve before you. Exactly. So it's bearing that in mind, but I think for me that all goes back to onboarding and engagement of account management. Right? Mm. If, if you want to keep a tool, if you want to keep consumers, you have to keep them engaged. But, but then but it, being yeah. being on the other side I side I can say that some some clients don't want this support so I'm now on the other side hey I'm your account manager I'm here to help you and well yes the client is on the other side but I don't know him yet so after two or three months so then we have this the different profiles we can say as well no it's true yeah i think there is no one single support or approach that uh, that works it has to be exactly. personalized and, and i guess the, the most important support is when we need it not when we don't need it <laughs> so <laughs> meaning like the onboarding okay is important and so on uh, but when there's an issue that we can rely on we can count on the support of this company to help us on this kind of thing why do you think batteries do you feel that the, the support and the, and the third party are, are, are quite well yeah, absolutely. Um, actually, I was going to touch base on Alpha's point right now. So great timing. Um, when I was on property at the Big Box Hotel, we were integrating um, a new uh, CRM. Um, and so it, the direction, of course, came down from the VPs and the corporate office and the um, managing director of the hotel. Um, so but we also had a dorm on property um, and who I reported to directly. Um, and so I was on the integration team to meet with the account manager and to make sure that I was trained up, make sure that we were able to train up our sales team um, and the rest of our um, executive team on property. Um, however, I think that sometimes uh, whenever that decision is made, uh, again, at a high level from the corporate office, uh, from VPs um, and the on-property staff, um, like the dorms um, or any of the executive committees sometimes are not part of that conversation. Um, then whenever the account manager is trying to reach out, like Alva said, there's a lot of resistance there, you know, because um, maybe the on-property staff doesn't agree with the decision or isn't interested. Um, and a lot of the CRMs, you really only get out what you put in. 
you know so if there if the effort is not being put in for the training or for um they don't want to reach out and ask questions they're not interested they think that they can do a better job and sometimes you can and again that's situational however when the conversation is not including everybody that's involved especially the team who's actually going to be using the system again there's a lot of resistance and so you're really you're paying for a platform and you're really not getting as much as you could be at, like if there's another client who is auditing all the information that's being put forward and actually um you know toggling with all of the features in your central revenue management system depending on uh what system that is um mm -hmm. but yeah so I, I definitely think that it's it needs to be um, a, definitely an open, inclusive conversation with everybody, especially those who are using the system. So that way we can get all of our answers questioned, or I'm sorry, all of our questions answered, and we can make sure that everyone's on the same page yeah. and we're really maximizing um, our efforts, you know, because that we all have the same end goal is to have a successful hotel. I mean, I don't think that there's anybody who works at their hotel, who goes in with the mindset, let's sink this puppy, you know? Like, <laughs> so I think that that's really important just to make sure that everyone's on the same page. Um, so whenever those systems are integrated um, and the account manager is reaching out, everybody's putting in an effort. Yeah. I mean, like what you touch point on, it's super duper relevant. I fully agree with what you are saying. Um, for me, the educational part is super important. And even on the selection of the, of the third party to make sure you don't select a system that we create more difficulties at yeah. the team itself than, uh, than, uh, than solving issues, helping them. Mm -hmm. Like for example, when it comes to revenue management system, I wouldn't recommend, I don't want to drop any name, but I, do, I wouldn't recommend ideas, which is very advanced and need some maintenance to the small properties who have never heard of revenue management. And because if you do this, it will be a bomb. Like people will say like, uh, I don't know how to use it and it's rubbish and the price goes like this. I have no idea, but because you don't know how to use the tool, uh, if you know to use it, it's a Ferrari, but if you don't know to use it, it's uh, it will be quite messy. Uh, while I will, rec I will recommend a more simpler, simpler, simpler revenue management system. And the same for any element, PMS, CRM, and so on. So you need to make sure the team that you have in operation, the one that are going to use the system, are on board and aligned with the system that you choose. It is, and it's sort of kind of managing stakeholders versus users, right? Stakeholders may not have changed, but the users may have changed throughout the course of the pandemic. Or maybe the stakeholder actually now is a user themselves, which also changes the dynamics in some cases. I mean, I remember way back when with my time at Ideas, and, you know, when I was looking after accounts, you very much spoke to, yes, obviously the main user, but also to other people within the property because, you know, you can't have a revenue manager telling sales that they can't take a certain piece of business if sales doesn't understand why that's happened, you know, and, and it is trying to look at the bigger picture. So, Alba, I, hats off to you. I'm sure it's not an easy task. I try to manage stakeholders and users as well, and, and you take the emotion out of things and you look at the hardcore facts of this is our system, these are our tools, this is what we can do to leverage. And you have, back to um, Beatrice's point, we have all got to be on board. All right, we've got to love it. It's here. Make it work. <laughs> That's true, yeah. And Rita, Rita was mentioning on the, on the comments uh, that site doesn't matter. Um, I agree, but I disagree. Size does matter, actually. 
So um, I know we are talking about tech stack, so sorry. So yeah, the size doesn't matter. Yeah. But um, and uh, and uh, yes, no, that's very important. And Erika, you mentioned about the, um, the third party um, that we are sometimes we don't get any answer. Um, any so yeah, we are looking about the, the ROI and uh, and uh, and blaming the, the vendor. Do you have any comments, anyone on, on the team here? on this one? I do. I think, you know, when it comes to it, we should always look at adding value. Every conversation needs to add an element of value. And it could be information. It could be awareness. It could be, you know, God, just ask me a question or anything like that. But it needs to be value of their time, as it really should be, if, if we're bringing somebody in for a call for 15 minutes or whatever. I agree. It needs to make a difference. It has to be a, a partnership. Uh, it has to be a partnership. It has to be an ongoing relationship. And uh, again, I see like Avalon as well is mentioning this kind of thing. Uh, but head off to any account manager who are trying hard to do to leverage the relationship between the between the hotel, the partners, and everyone. Uh, I think it's not an easy job. Uh, so again, we are not saying like uh, the third party are bad and the support are all rubbish. I'm one percent sure that you, everyone is trying hard and everyone is trying uh, very uh, uh, hard to to create a good relationship. So head off to to you all. Um, the, the, the thing yes. is that we need them and they need us. So we need to work together. We are all on the same. I mean, I yes, we are. We need to, to find a partnership to work together. So I agree. But I think that is almost the important point to make that it is a partnership. You know, we've said it a couple yeah. of times, but we need to reemphasize any engagement that we have with a third party, even internally, right, between the different teams. We're still partners. We're, we're not working against each other. There shouldn't be friction. Yeah. You need to overcome things to mm -hmm. create awareness and, and to make it open and transparent. Feel the love, mm -hmm. as Jiba would say. Yes. Uh, yes. <laughs> this is a nice one. Feel the love. Yeah. We have to. We have to. One. Yes, no, but it's uh, right. it's, uh, it's it's very true, and we all have to to be uh, peace and love, and, uh, and all the partners working hand in hand together, and uh, we all leverage the power and everything. That would be uh, the utopian world that we have in, uh, in hotels. But uh, yeah. in in terms of uh, of uh, of tech stack, um, we mentioned uh, um, a, a point on on the backstage that uh, today the tech stack could help us resolve some issues on the staff shortage. Um, how do you feel about Oh, no, let me rephrase. How do you leverage your tech stack um, to be more efficient and be more productive? Is there any way that you, you can extend on, on, a, on a, any kind of centralized operation or anything that you can you can use your tech stack with? Beatrice or Alex, yeah. Now, Beatrice, go ahead. Um, yeah, definitely. Um, a lot of, again, like all of these relationships and all of these um, are systems, especially because we are you know, like a couple of years ago, we were talking about pandemics, like that would never happen, you know, and here we are, everybody is short staffed, you know, we're still having trouble, I think, across the board um, in all departments in the hotel. So not even just revenue management. Um, so I think having those systems continuously evolve and having our relationships, like Alex is saying, with our in-house partners being our other um our other departments and also our vendors. So um, ideas, spider, um, grow, anything, you know, anything like that, uh, rate gain. Um, yeah. It's these relationships we need to continue to nurture and continue to make sure that we're evolving those and keeping those uh, conversations open. And again, including everybody. Um, 
because it does, I think that um, leveraging your tech stack, it does help with, uh, in some cases, not in all cases, but it does help um, with uh, solving kind of some of the issues that we're seeing with, again, trying to forecast and budget season just ended, you know, and but I mean, I don't know how many budgets y'all had to put together, but <laughs> it, it <laughs> changes with every market that you have a hotel, it changes. And so having all of these systems that are constantly optimizing and having the open communication with everybody on property, are we having any of that group business return? Um, do we have a sales team on uh, property still or do we not have one this year because we are short staffed, you know, like mm -hmm. all of those, uh, we have to take all of those things into account. So when you have, um, uh, like a your ideal tech stack um, and all of your uh, all of the gears and everything that go into it. I mean, you. I just lost my train of thought. <laughs> Sorry, you. Um, it's important to have all of these things because sometimes if you don't have the staff on property, you have to rely a little bit on some of these systems um, to find out what's going on in the area. Um, if we don't have the staff on property to kind of help us out on that um, on that level, you know, on that local level. Agree. Alex, you anything to add? Yeah. <laughs> It always goes back to what's the ask? What do we want to achieve? What is it that, you know, we're hoping this tech will solve for us? Staff isn't necessarily the issue, but it's also going to be the engagement and the people that we have. And what are we doing and how will that tech improve our life or the life of our guests who, at the end of the day, are paying the bills so we can all buy new stuff? So that, for me, is always What's the big ask? What are we trying to achieve out of this? And actually, have we got a system that already does it? There was a comment here, if I may, just going back to Rita. You know, is this where free trials would be beneficial of certain systems? Absolutely. You know, and this goes back to the openness and willingness of some of those partners to say, tell you what, have a look. But we need to be cognizant that that is, again, looking at things through one lens and in isolation almost. I hate the word isolation. We've all had it for two years now. We don't need to isolate anymore. But but looking at it just from one avenue and one stream, you need to look at what would connectivity look like there as well. But definitely. Anything to add, Amber? No, I to totally agree with uh, Beatrice and, and Alex. No, we have to focus on what, what do we want to achieve, uh, we do have the tools. So we will. We were talking about short staff. Uh, we are having a sales team. We are not so difficult. These are difficult times. But I think the main question is what What do we want to achieve? What is our goal? And from here yeah. we can start. Yeah, agree. And for me, I see the the reason why people should leverage the tech stack um, not necessarily to replace any staff members um, because it shouldn't be a replacement of your staff but it should be an extension of your team um, that's a very big difference in a way that um, um, you should leverage your tech stack to make sure uh, your current staff can be more productive um, yeah. and you could help them focus on things which are much more important yeah. rather than, um, than spending time on a, on, a, on a lot of different tasks. You have a lot of automation that you can use the tech with 
um, like the, the task and the tactics could be automated when it comes to resume management. Uh, so you have a lot, a lot of tasks, tasks that you can automate and see the tech stack as an extension of, of your team. And as well, you can tap in into the centralized structure uh, when it comes to finance, when it comes to a resume management system, uh, when it comes to resume management support with uh, outsourced management or centralized office, because those guys need to have access remotely. Uh, so having the right tech stack is very, very important. Uh, finance, so any back of house could be um, outsourced or externalized because you will have the right tech stack. So you can gain on productivity. And I think that's very important. But the most important thing that I just mentioned is not to use the tech stack to replace or to fire anyone in your team, but more yeah. to extend your team and to, to help them on a day-to-day. -day. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. And having the right tech stack, again, it just helps budgeting your time, you know, which is something that I feel like maybe not everybody discusses very openly, but that's how you are achieving your daily goals, your monthly goals, your annual goals, you know, you're budgeting your time. So especially for the hotels that are a little more short staffed, um, if we have proper tech stack in place, or if we have our proper systems and the support from our vendors and our third parties and from our corporate level, then uh, we can really help and really put all of our effort towards the staff that we do have on property that are continuously showing up, even if they are tired, even if they're working long hours, because a lot of that is happening. So anything that we can do, I think from, you know, like a tech side, a technical point of view um, to help our on property staff uh, budget their time a little better and budget our times better, you know, when we're central revenue managers, it makes all the difference. So then that way they can focus on the actual guest experience. Because again, like that is a big part of the, that's all hospitality is, is the guest experience, you know, like yeah. that's the whole, that's the whole point. No, yeah, I wanted yes. So Totally agree with Beatrice. So guest experience is the most important. In the hotel, from the hotel side, we are doing many things manually that, as Thibaut said, should be automated. And we are losing, we're spending or even losing lots of time. So I think it's important. But as Thibaut said, important to highlight, it's an extension, not a, a replacement. So yeah no it's true any last um closing to from alex anything to to add on this one uh, no it, it's been great it's been an absolute great session and really interesting hearing from you know the different countries and and different constraints that different accents yeah. yeah and different accents yeah, it's true as well <laughs> no it's true no but uh, thank you so much for 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 all of you for attending the the the, the show uh, i had a lot of, of fun and uh, i've learned as well quite a lot so thank you for all of this um i have a big announcement for for next week because next week we are going to uh, to do the uh, we are going to talk about sexy tech uh mm -hmm. so yeah so we see that we, we refer back to size doesn't matter size does matter and then next week we have sexy tech um, and the new time for next week will be at 3 p.m. So it's like one hour difference compared to, to our usual time. So this way, Calvin and the team in the U.S. will be able to, to wake up as this morning he didn't wake up. So now we are changing the full show, you see. Um, and more importantly, uh, we have as well, um, we have B who is back at, uh, in the studio next week. We have Suzanne who is also back at, uh, at, uh, at, uh, at, the, at the show next week. And we have Christina. The Queen, the Queen Christina, 
she will be back uh, next week. Uh, so quite happy to to see uh, all those dinosaurs. No, all those uh, very important person. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. No, 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 no jokes aside. All those uh, those uh, those great person going back to the show for next week episode. So, but thank you all for for attending. It was great. And yeah, I see you next week. Thank you. Thank you. See you guys. Thank you to all of you.